Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There it is. Rock stars. Rock stars, girls lacrosse. Rock stars, girls lacrosse. The Rock Stars Girls Lacrosse Show with hosts Ronnie Davis and Craig Spazman Simmons. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Rock Stars Girls Lacrosse Podcast with me, Ronnie Davis, and Craig the Spazman Simmons. Yeah, what's up? Oh, man. You know, right? Section 5 championships have been played. All Americans are out in Section 5. First round of regionals um, have been played um, this past weekend. And, you know, we got four teams in Section 5 going to the state semifinals this Friday in Cortland. And, uh, you know, to jump right in, um, you know, I think we should talk about some of the um, information that came out. All Americans have come out in Section 5. Okay, um, I, I don't. When did they come out? Because I haven't seen that they, yet. They um they will be publicized today on GLAX Five. That's why I haven't seen them yet. Yep. And um, but we um all the girls know who made All American. Okay. So, um, the the first one, you know, let's talk about. I want to see if we can get her on the line. Hey Fitz, can we um can we get Morgan Schwab on the line? Um, if I give you her number here, okay. Um, Morgan Schwab, All the American, Schwab. the Schwabby. Um, from Fairport. Yeah. And um, here, Fitz, it's, uh, let me just hold on give you his num- her While number. While you do that, a big shout-out to Fitz. He's, he, yes. he's, he's working he's, hard for us today, man. <laughs> Sorry we had to start the <laughs> podcast late. He's working hard. Um, they were doing some paving out in the parking lot, so everyone you know got in a little late. Dis- so. Discombobulated. Discombobulated. Um, but we're going to call Morgan Schwab, and, um, you know, she was um, – you know, not or voted for All American, one of three players, um, and we'll talk about the other two players in a minute. Um, but um, you know, I think that she was the no-brainer of the group, right? Okay. Um, Morgan um, is going to University of Virginia. Um, she's a 2020. She is the in the top five. She's number five rated 2020 player in the country. Okay. Uh, by Inside the Cross, and um, you know, she uh, she led her team to. You know, an overtime game against Pittsburgh. Um, scored, you know, I think three or four goals in that game. Some highlight real goals. Sure. And um, she is, you know, in my mind, okay, and she's been, you know, in, in the top five a few times, obviously, of the Fairport Hots top five. But in my mind, she's the best player in Section 5. Okay. Um, so, you know, t- for her to get this honor, 
okay, um, of because it's voted on by the coaches in Section 5. And, you know, for her to get this honor as a junior is, you know, an incredible, you know, um, accolade for her. It is because you don't see that a lot. You usually see it going to the seniors. And, you, you know, you usually see it to the, the seniors that are, you know, actually, you know, have won – you know, the Section 5 championship or so forth, yeah. and, you know, they go on yeah. a little farther. But uh, Morgan was able to get this, and, and you know, everyone I talked to said, you know, Morgan's a no-brainer of the group. I mean, she's just that outstanding of a player. Um, she, you know, took Fairport on her back this year. They didn't have a great season, right? They were up and down. Um, but well, I they've th- they've gone through a lot over there with different coaches and things like that. So they have, and and you know the positive thing is Mara Carp, um, the new coach. She's um, super positive. She's a great coach, um, a great hire for them, and um, and Morgan and and crew speak wonders of her. So I think that you know obviously Fairport, although losing a few seniors um, this year, they're they're going to be back next year, and I think Morgan's going to carry the load. But you know, like I said, just the, the being an All American voted on by all the coaches in Section 5, and getting that accolade is, is, a, is a great honor for a junior. Sure it is. Only senior. Morgan, are you on the line? Oh. I'm sorry. Go to the phones. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the line. Need a sponsor for that. Right. <laughs> Morgan, you on the line here? Yep, I'm here. Hey, thanks for taking a call for the Rockstars Girls Lax podcast with, uh, with myself and, and Craig Simmons. Um, hey, Morgan, congratulations on All-American. Thank um, you. It's a, a wonderful accolade, especially you being a junior in high school, um, getting it. The, the other two um, that we haven't announced yet um, are both seniors, and um, <clears throat> both both of them with their teams playing in the Section 5 <coughs> championship. Your, um, your Fairport team you know, lost a, a heartbreaker to Pittsburgh, um, but you were still able to carry that team and garner the accolade of All-American. So, you know, and it was voted on by all Section 5 coaches, which I think is the biggest part of this, um, that, you know, everyone you played against thought that highly of you to vote, you know, you the All-American. So congratulations. And, uh, and how, how does it feel to be an All-American? Yeah, um, I'm, like, just so happy about it. It's really cool to know that a lot of people think that highly of you. Um, but I think a lot of credit just goes to my team this year and just, like, being there for me and supporting me and the coaching staff is amazing. And, Everybody else that helps me throughout the way, like I couldn't do anything really without their support. So it starts there. Morgan, thanks for joining us here on the uh, the podcast and playing like a rock star all season. This is a spaz man, in case you didn't know. But how, how does an accolade? How can you use an accolade like being named an All American? How can you transpose that into helping you in the upcoming future over the summer in your senior year? How can you translate that into something? you know, practical that you can use more than just a plaque or a trophy, you know, whether it's on or off the field? Right. Yeah, it's a good question. I would say, honestly, having something um, honored to you like that is just a big big confidence booster. It kind of just know, like, lets you know that like, you're doing, doing a good job. But I think it more as a motivation to me, like, just to keep getting better because everybody can always get better. And just to keep motivating those around me because I feel like anybody in Texas is really people of getting that kind of thing. Um, if they work hard and they're really motivated to their sport, so, yeah, I take it as a really big honor. I think it's awesome. I'm really excited about it. But it really just motivates me to um, keep getting better. So, Morgan, you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago um, on the show about, you know, different accolades. Um, for one, 
you know, there's the Under Armour All-American, um, and there's all these different things that you can lobby for. Your parents can lobby for, coaches can lobby for, your parents can lobby for these accolades that you can get. And those accolades are, you know, basically the more stats you send somebody or the more um, times you hound somebody, you know, eventually I, I guess you get it in print. You have been – um, you've made your way to the US U19 training team, um, which we all know, you know, it doesn't matter how many letters your, your mom and dad or anyone writes, you know, you, you basically make that team based on your ability. Um, you were named inside the cross top five 2020 in the country. Um, that, that is done by inside the cross actually doing their homework. And, and finding the right players and coming to watch you play at different events. And now All-American that's voted on by, you know, you know other coaches. Those three accolades right there are all based on um, stuff that's out of your control except for playing, you know, as best you can. So, um, you know, when you, when you build your resume – um, you basically have the top three accolades you can get as a as a as a player. What's next for Morgan Schwab? Um, well, I'm going into my senior year in about two weeks. Um, it's going to be the summer of my junior year going into my senior year. I would probably just say getting ready to dominate the collegiate level, considering you know obviously finishing off at Fairport and trying to do the best, best we can do next year, and kind of just getting the youth ready to come up and dominate there too. But I would say just getting motivated and getting athletic prepared to do what I can to make a name for myself in the NCAA. You know, Ronnie kind of stole part of uh, my, my next question. I was going to ask you what kind of future aspirations you have because you have very high lacrosse acumen. You are very well-versed. Um, you are very diplomatic in your answers. You're just a smart kid, all right? Let's put it that way. I think I told Ronnie after the first time we had talked, I see you being a future coach. Is that anywhere in your near future, or do you not want to look that far ahead? Yeah, so funny enough, I actually um – coach a couple of the younger monster teams with Ronnie and it's something that I love to do it's so fun being involved in the development of younger younger athletes and stuff and kind of it, it, it honestly builds my IQ as a player as well and just helps me build on social skills and just being around people that can always learn and stuff it's just inspiring people to kind of just go go get it but yeah I could totally see, see myself being a coach I kind of just gonna take everything step by step and pursue my academics at UVA and see what happens. But, yeah, I would love to be a coach, totally. So, Morgan, you know, <clears throat> I come up to her yesterday, you know, and she's like, I, I needed her to go to – to um, Baldwinsville for me yesterday. So I call her on Saturday to coach the little kids, and she's like, you know, I got to do this. I got to study. I got to do that. And, you know, we hired her and Ashley and Taylor Sampone this summer for, for coaching, right? And yesterday I say to her, you know, you really suck as an assistant coach, Morgan, for <laughs> <laughs> organization. I mean, she's great when she's there and there, but, her, you know, obviously, Morgan, we're going to have to work on your organization and your, <laughs> your, your things to-do list because um, – you know, I'm I, mean, like, I gotta get through my school year here. Yeah, on. yeah, I hear you. She was, I gotta take the SATs this weekend or ACTs this weekend coming up. I said, you're already in Virginia. You've already. You, you, <laughs> why, why are you even bothering taking these these tests? So she's always striving, you know, to do better than she did last time. So, Morks, thanks so, so much for coming on. Um, I'll see you this week, but um, congratulations on on the the All American, and it's very well deserved. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Peace. Thanks. Um, yeah, so she's, she's awesome. Um, 
And like Zal was busting her chops yesterday about you know I'm like I need you to go coach and she's yeah. like, I, I got homework. <laughs> I, be, I bet. Well, her her head's on very straight, and I like that she shoots straight yeah. and she doesn't mess around. She seems to be the type of person that doesn't. Well, I was going to say might not have a whole lot to say, but what she says has a whole lot of substance. Yeah, she but, she's uh, a yeah. leader by by all means, and and um, she's going to be a great coach, and if that's what she wants to be. But um, what like I said, what's most impressive about you know her accolades are. You know, she didn't lobby for anything. You know, she she went out there and played with the U.S. team and and made it to the the final round. I mean, that right there. You know, you start with five hundred kids applicants, right? And yeah. you make it down to the top twenty five kids. That's impressive, right there. It it does. Being being selected and chosen is is a lot different than nominated per se. If sure. You know what I mean. So and then then you go to um, the inside the cross. You know, top players in the country at her age level. She comes out at number five. And you know, with in good company, you know, you got Belle Smith in there um, from Long Island, and uh, Caitlin Wordsberger, and um, they're just some really good company that she's in that conversation. Absolutely, with, and, and that's awesome for her and Virginia. Um, so the next All American coming up that that was um, voted on by the coaches is Kate Mischewski. Okay. Yep. Um, Kate from Rush Henrietta. She was yep. um, the second All American, and in, in no order. I just you know it was Kate. Um, and and Morgan and I'll announce the second one, or the third one in a minute, but there's no order in particular as far as the voting is concerned. No. Um, Kate Mischewski, um from Russian Rada, I thought she did a great job this year. She um, she dominated on the um, at the draw circle, and um, you know I was watching film of you know because I watched the the Pittsburgh game because obviously my daughter plays, and the thing about Kate is. Um, you know, her team comes down, they score a goal, um, or they get scored on, right? And automatically she is, you know, she's getting the group together and she's talking them through it, right? Um, she's truly a captain on that team. And um, then she's back to the draw circle. And I, I thought that she did really, really well this year on the draws. Um, and that, you know, she's going to Syracuse, obviously, to to be a draw person. So, um, you know, All-American is well-deserved for Kate. Um, this year, and I'm very proud of her because, like I said, it's um, it's it's a it's a award that is voted on by all the coaches. So yeah. I didn't get to see all the Russian Rada games, but I'm sure you know if if the voting since the voting went her way in the in the All American that she pretty much dominated those draws too. And well, they had they had a good season too. Came up a yeah. little short, you know, but they had a good season. Now did did she come up through your program? Uh, no. Um, she didn't. She came up through the Russian Rada program. She's a 19. Our oldest team is 2020. So um, okay, but she, you know, she came up through the Russian Rada program, which was, you know, a great group. They started them young, I think, in seventh or eighth grade for the um, at the varsity level. So she, you know, she's spent five or six years on, on the varsity team, and um, you know, her her father's a longtime coach. So she, um, you know, she she's a good kid, and and um, you know, I'm v- proud of her. You know, congratulations on the All American. Absolutely. Her. Um, last one, Ellie Mooney. Ellie Mooney. Ellie Mooney. Oh, I think she was in my top five the whole season. Yeah, she. Um, so, you know, very well deserved. Ellie Mooney being an All American this year. Um, she led Pittsburgh in scoring. Um, she's scored the game winning goal in the fourth overtime mm-hmm. against Russian Rada in the Section Five Championship. Um, she's just a clutch player. Right? She's also a great athlete too. She was vital with. She's vital with. Uh, with Sutherland's basketball program. Menden. Menden. Yeah, yeah, what did yeah. I say? Sutherland? Yep. That's not the first time I've got the two confused. <laughs> yes. But, Allie, uh, Allie's um, a multi-sport athlete, a great athlete. And I think that, um, the, you know, she scored the, the 
overtime goal in the state championship when she was a sophomore, mm-hmm. right? So she's a clutch player. Um, when you you know you get yourself into situations, obviously it, the ball's going to Ellie Mooney, and and she handled it. You know, um, I thought Pittsburgh last year put um, the the ball in the hands of some people that um, were seniors, and they were unsuccessful. At that point, because they lost in the semifinals to to Penfield, mm-hmm. so I think that the, the the seniors last year for Pittsburgh, um, you know, failed at the task of, you know, bringing their team to a Section Five championship. And this year, they put the the ball in the hands of Ellie, and and she didn't fail. You know, she got that ball in overtime, and she went to the goal and she scored the game winning goal um, to to make her team go up in the fourth overtime. So, um, seventy three points leads yep. the way for Pittsburgh. And I remember having a conversation with her. I think it was last year. Was it last year? Um, she wears the helmet. Yeah. And I, I was trying to dig deep into the whole helmet thing. You know, in the girls' game, and I kind of got away from that, but I understand it. But um, I was talking to her because. You know, she dealt with a concussion and all that good stuff. And I guess the reason I'm bringing that up is because um, she's got that sitting on her shoulder the whole time, you know, having to play with that type of situation. And that just goes towards how tough that kid is. Yeah, she, she's a tough kid, and um, and she definitely deserves the, the All-American honor that, that sure. she was voted on. So I'm you know, proud of her for, um, for being able to do that. And like I said, she's going to Notre Dame um, in, in the fall. And uh, I wish her nothing but the best of luck and congratulate her on the All-American. Absolutely. Now, is there a set number of All-Americans, or uh, do they come in and say you can pick three and then you go and pick those three and you vote and then they combine? What's the process there real so quick? So the process is, is that there's there's one All-American per six teams in your section. So I think we have 21 teams, so that okay. gives us three All-Americans okay. that we're allowed to have because it's a U.S. lacrosse thing. And then sure. it's voted on by all the coaches in Section 5. Basically, you, you vote who, who you think should be all American. Okay. Um and you know to to like I said to have this honor that you know these three kids, you know, I don't think they're I think we got it right. I think Section 5 got it right. I don't think they're... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, that there's another player out there that, that should have been in that top three besides okay. Morgan, Ellie, and Kate. Um, and like I said, what an, it's, it's not a, it's not an accolade that, that your mom or dad can, you know, lobby for It's It's not like that. It's, um, it's the true all American voted on by the coaches in section five of, you know, with the people that you play against night in and night out. So I think that value alone holds the highest honor because you know, I agree. it's voted on by the people you play against. I agree. In your experience, do you see coaches voting for their own players or do you see coaches not voting for their player because they don't want to be the guy 
that votes for their own player. I, I have and no, you see where I'm going? Yeah, I have no idea. You know, I know that it's you're able to vote for your own kid. Okay. So um, so the voting isn't open. It's not no. something we can go and say, hey, like the sports writers uh vote for the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. We can see how they we, we, we wouldn't be able to check that out. No, so what okay. what you get is a list of the kids and and you you check off, you know, which kid you think should be all American, then you hand it in and then um, two of the coaches take the ballots and they and they count them up and then they say, you know, th- th- this is how the voting went. Okay, so you vote for one kid, three. So, okay, th- three. All three right, kids. for every six. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So I well, got you. Yeah. So you get you get three votes and you pick who you want and um, the coaches pick who they want and then you know you add those up and whoever has the most votes in line get it. And I have no idea who who got more votes than than anyone other. Okay. Um, I didn't look at the final tally sheet. Now, now did the did the All Americans? You can tell me that uh, you don't want to answer that, but did the All Americans as chosen go along with the way you voted? Um. Yes. Uh, okay. But not not exactly. No. Okay. I, guess I, I got sh- you. I, I guess I should because no because I I personally voted for my own kid. You know, not okay. my daughter, but but my you know, I voted for for Clancy Rude. Who I I was hoping up. I between you and I, I was hoping yeah. that that would be the third individual. But yeah, and, hey. and and I checked beforehand with the with um the director, Coach Smith, um, who's in charge of it. I said, you know, are we allowed to vote for our own kids? And um and he said absolutely. So okay, um you know, without going into who I voted for, but. Um, but Clancy was definitely one of the ones. I well, well, I can see that. And during the course of the season, especially towards the latter half or the latter third, because that's when it really starts to matter, I kept saying how her numbers were only half of what they were last season. Her offensive numbers were only half, pretty much, of what they were last season. But her leadership on and off the field, her awareness, her acumen, and her ability to find the 50-50 ball mm-hmm. – completely outweighs the fact that her numbers haven't been up, but everybody else's around her, you know, she helped them get their numbers up. And that's what a true leader does. A leader doesn't make them worry about making themselves better. They make those around them better. And and the the biggest stat with, with Clancy and, and I, you know, you get to, you get to talk and you get to talk about the kid (coughs) that you nominated, right. From your team. Okay. And the, the biggest stat for Clancy, which is not in any stat column, Right, you can't look on GLAX and find it. Mm-hmm. Um, is her lack of mistakes? Um, I went back and looked through the videos, you know, all the 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 game tapes, and less than ten times did Clancy Rude make a mistake in eighteen games. I I when whenever she did, whenever she did, I would say I would use the word rarity. I would right. say that's a rarity. You don't see that a whole lot. And that might shine a spotlight, make it sound like I'm trying to spotlight the negativity of what just happened, but actually the opposite, saying that it's so rare that that happens, you've got to say something when it does. Yeah, and like I said, less <laughs> less than 10 mistakes out of out of 18 games, and she's our quarterback. She has the ball more than anybody QB1, on man. QB1. our whole team, yeah. right? So um, that think of Tom Brady, you know, the quarterback, <coughs> having less than eight mistakes. Right, I mean, yeah. he's got probably more interceptions than that. So, um, th- that's the ju- that's just the way it is, sure. you know. And that's um, no one can look, you know. There's other coaches that are in the room that that Canadagua has never even played against, right? That are, are that are voting. So, 
um, you know, you get you get a chance. You get up and you and you talk about your kid, and and then you know let the voting chips fall where they may. But I sure. think I think Section Five got it right. You know, I, I really do. I, you know, I would love for Clancy to be one of these three kids, but you know, there's probably four or five kids that are deserving of it, and these three kids got it, and and they're well deserved. Absolutely, and I guarantee you, Clancy right now isn't worried about that. No, she's worried no, no. about Eastport South Manor on Friday. She is. So yeah. let, let's so, jump right in. Great segue. To, to, <laughs> it is. Let's jump right in. Let's go to Class D first. Okay, yeah. we got Palmac who um, beat Minders. Okay, close game in the Section Five. It was a lot. Right? It was a one. Go- I think it was a one goal game, and I was told that the Minders Romulus coach just had a a great game plan uh-huh. and and. Uh, Minders Romulus, they uh, they uh, executed, and they almost pulled out the upset, and that would have been a major upset. I know that it was number two versus number one, but I think that would have been a major upset. Yeah, and you know we talked about it earlier um, off the the camera is is game plans and executing them right. And if you execute execute your game plan on a certain day in a certain way, you know clearly they had to do find a a. a um, answer for Arnold and Savage and King, right? Walker. Or Walker, I'm sorry, Jamie Walker. It's all good. Um, so, th- you know, I, those three kids, I imagine, you know, scored the large percentage of their goals. Emma Arnold came out as the MVP. Um, I know, I think Andrew Savage still had four goals that game while being face guarded. So, um, you know, my hat's off to, to, Minders for for executing a game plan that looks like they just came up a goal short. Just a little short. I, I just before we move on, I, I've got this written down. I'm going to give you the uh, uh, the the games are on Friday at Cortland. Yep. All right. Pelmac is at nine. Nine a.m. Nine. Pittsburgh is at eleven. Okay. Canada was at one, and HFL is at three. So it goes D A B C, and they're all on the white field, which is the field that doesn't have. Um, you know all the fancy grandstands and all that stuff yeah. around it, but uh, again, that's, we're on a blue collar field. Yeah, it's, and, it's and, they called and, white, and, but it's the blue collar. It field, is, right? and I like that. That's a, I like that. That's a nice way of looking at it. But I just uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. Nine, eleven, one, and three. And nine is an early start, but I do believe it's been Pelmax. They go down and spend the night. They go down yeah. there, spend the night on uh, Thursday. Uh, Thursday night. So they're up nice and early on uh, Friday to make it happen. And they put go ahead. I said, you know, we we all do. We all the teams are going down Thursday. Okay, cool. Um, and cool. there's a banquet Thursday night. Yes. for that. Yep. So um, it'll be fun. Uh, it'll be a good banquet, and all you know, all the teams that are representing all the different sections will be there. Okay. Um, and we were talking about Palmac, right? Yeah. Well, they're playing Mattituck out of Section 11, and Mattituck is 11 and five, and uh, it's a tough draw. It's a tough deal. Like you had talked about it, they swap, and uh, this year it's all Long Island. It uh, is, and Section Five's got to get past Long Island to get to the finals. It's all about the path, right? <laughs> you know, but I mean, you gotta you gotta win two games to win it. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. you know, if if you have the the Albany slash Rockland County, you know, path, um, that tends to be a little little easier way to go. Um, so Section Three has that path this year. So looks like Section Three will get the the, the cakewalk to the, the championships, and then they'll face off against the winner of Long Island in Section Five. And all Section Fives made it past the regionals this weekend. There are three Section Eleven teams that Five has to go up against, and one Section Eight. HFL drew the Section Eight team, but they're all Long Island. Sure, Eight and Eleven is Long Island. Mm-hmm. So, and one is the Hudson Valley. So it's all that downstate stuff. But, right. So yep. HFL they got by Eastridge. They got by Eastridge in the Section Championship by a wider margin than their first game. Yeah, they right? they they. Uh, 
they peak at the right time. Well, they're they're doing well, and um, you know, I watched them play against Lakeshore this past weekend. Yeah. Um, didn't watch the whole game, but it was a close game for a while. But HFL just warmed down, and uh, and ended up beating Lakeshore. I think fifteen to nine was the final, and uh, you know they look good. So I I think that HFL's got to um, you know, come up with a game plan. I I think that that they've got Cold Spring Harbor, and Harbor, and you just might as well, as I was jokingly saying before we got started, um, they might as well just rename the Class C final the Class or the Cold Spring Harbor Finals. I mean, I I can't remember how many numbers, but they're sixteen and three heading into this game, and um, HFL's got to play beyond perfect. To pull out yeah. the dub in this game. Well, it's funny. I was I was actually watching on the the TV, um, the Manhasset um, Eastport South Manor game, the championship that went into overtime in, mm-hmm. in Eastport. The Sharks won. Land Sharks won. Um, but the announcers, when they were talking, you know, they're very arrogant, and, and they said they're like, you know, all all these girls have to do is get off the island, and they might as well, you know, put their names in in the, the yeah. state finals. Well. Um, Bulletin you know, board fodder right, right there, brother. So but so I'm hoping for any given day, right? Mm-hmm. And um just one. Just dude. one. Just one of four. <laughs> just one of four, man. Come on. All right. So we wish HFL the best of luck this weekend. Wish them all the best of luck, we'll do. man. Um we're hoping for, you know, like I said, to get section five through that. So Right on. Um let's jump to to A. We'll save B, the best for last B, right? The best starts with B. Pittsburgh is gonna play Northport, Northport. 15 and 1. They are, but we can't talk about the Northport game yet or the regional game that they just beat. Um, who did yep, they beat? Get, Lancaster. Yeah. We got to talk about the Section 5 final. Yeah, because that's right, because we haven't done a podcast since the Correct. sectionals finals. So Pittsburgh goes <laughs> in, you know, the two seed. Russian Rat is the one seed. And what an outstanding game. Four overtimes it lasted. With, you know, and it, and it wasn't without controversy. You know, um, three goals got called back from the last mm. 20 seconds of the game through the four overtimes. So um, Pittsburgh was down 6-4. They came back and tied it at 6. Kira Lucy scores what per- was perceived to be the, the game-winning goal with 17 seconds left in the game. The official calls dangerous follow-through, gives her a yellow card. No goal. There's really no true way to see it. If you look at it on film, it looks like there was no way that that was a dangerous Mm follow-through. But he had a position on it um, that was better than the camera sitting in the booth, right? Video in the game. So, you, you know, the official made the call. That's the call. So we go into the first overtime. Man, Pittsburgh goes has is still man down, right? Um, no goals. Second overtime, no goals. Third overtime, Kate Mischewski scores. No goal. Calls her for in the crease. Now, I've watched the video several times. Okay, there's no way to tell if her foot was in that crease. So you, you in that situation, you've got to trust that he made the right call, right? Or she. The official made the right, right. call. What I will say is, <coughs> on the video, that when you look at it, the official was in the proper position to make the call. And if you watch his head and his, you know, what he was looking right at the crease, he didn't hesitate. There was no hesitation, anything like that. As soon as what perceived to be she stepped in the crease, 
he went right in and said, nope, no goal, your foot was So his, his official mechanics were on point. As far as I seen okay. on the video, he was in the proper position to make the call. But there's no way to tell from obviously the cameras too far away. So there's a second goal that's called back. One for Pittsburgh, one for Rush Henrietta. Rush Henrietta, um, Pittsburgh goalie Grace Sensible scoops up the ball. She's about two feet back into the crease, right? She flips the ball up. Kate Mischewski reaches in, grabs, snatches the ball out of the air, scores the goal. That one, I will say, was. I mean, the ball was in the cylinder of the crease. There's yeah. no way that was a no. Goal. You can't. You can't do that. Right. So there's three goals though that get they, they get called back. Then um, we're going into the fourth overtime, and you know Kate Mischewski has been winning every single draw. Right. All but a couple. I'm not sure what her exact stats for that game, but she has been winning all of them. Um, on the fourth particular one, um, Mooney gets the ball to the ground. Um, McKenna Davis <coughs> picks the ball up, throws the ball to Mooney. Um, Mooney gets cross-checked from behind. I didn't think it deserved a yellow card, okay? But the official gave, her, gave the Russian Rada girl a yellow card. Now it puts Russian Rada down a player. This is at what point in this the game? This is at the fourth overtime. Okay. Um, it was a very physical game. Both sides, right? It, it was very physical. And um, and I thought it was a very, you know, high-tempo, stressful game probably for the officials. Sh you know, do I think that that last, you know, push deserved a yellow card in terms of how the game was being played? No. You know, it, that's a tough call to make, um, you know, that in the fourth overtime, right? For the official, you know, it wasn't like it was a, you know, a blatant, you know, nothing malicious you know, or nothing flagrant, malicious, but right. it was, but is that the way they had been calling the game? No. See, and that no. that's where I run into the the, the problem. Yeah, and in that situation, you have to call it the same way you have the entire game, in my right. opinion. Right. And it, it was going, you know, it was it was rough. It was physical, and and it was uh, very intense. And so then Ellie Mooney um, got up. She had the ball, and and she ran down around the goal and came around the goal and, and scored. Um, the overtime in the fourth overtime for Pittsburgh to win the championship, which um, four you know four overtimes, I, I, all I could think of myself, you know how mentally tough on both sides, both teams, right, played an outstanding game, um, but the mental toughness on those kids, you know, on both sides to be athletes and mentally tough to get yeah. to four overtimes, and a low scoring game like that is is remarkable. So I give so much credit to both teams, both sides. Outstanding game, and um, just their mental toughness. I was, I was, I was pleased with both sides of it. Well, at, at that point, I as as the guy who's look, you know, has to talk about it. I have to set the picture. You know, um, I always talk about attrition. When does attrition set in? Which team is going to tire first? Which one's going to get worn down? Because when that happens, you start to make the mental errors. Mm -hmm. And that's nice to hear that both teams didn't do that, and that didn't come into play all the way through quad overtime. Right, and and there there were some mistakes. I mean, Rush Henrietta had several opportunities throughout the 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 four overtimes okay. to to put it away. Um, and you know, on the other end, you know, you know, Pittsburgh missed a couple opportunities. One of them was my own daughter. Right, she caught the ball on the, on the left side, and she sent one over the goal. Um, over the top. We missed an, an eight meter shot. 
um, in overtime. Miramix, the goalie for Russian Erratic, came up with a big save. Grace Sinsebo came up with three or four huge saves for Pittsburgh in, in the four overtimes. So um, just an epic battle. And the the one thing about the, the that battle is that um, the the buildup of those those seniors. I feel bad for the seniors for Russian Riata because they've been building that team for a long time. Yep. Um, and it's a very good team. They got some really good Division One kids um, going on to some great opportunities. Um, but I, I feel bad for them. But on the other hand, I'm you know my daughter's on Pittsburgh and I'm ecstatic about you know her being able to go to states this weekend as well. One and done. Advance and survive. I want to ask you. What was the crowd temperature like the whole time going through all those four overtimes and getting goals waved off? And was everything okay? Because remember, we were talking about the crazies last week. Right. Did you see any of that this week? What it, was the temperature like? It, it was up and down on both teams. I mean, there was no, I mean, it was basically, oh, you know, oh, oh, oh man. Oh, you know, and then right. make a stop. And, yeah. So you know, nothing chippy. Nothing. No. Okay. No, it was, that's, uh, that's good to hear. It was that's um, good to hear. It was a great game on both parts, of, you know. When there's a scoreboard, someone's got to win, and you know they the ball bounced in the right direction um, for Pittsburgh in the fourth overtime, and they got the goal. That's what I like about championship play. There are no shootouts. There, you're going into in soccer and you know hockey and th- I'm just saying in sports in championship play, you're going until there's a dub. Yeah. There's no ties in championship play. I've seen it in the championship game where they say, "All right, we're going to have co-champs." But uh, that's that's cool. Yeah, you really. I mean, there's there's only one game I thought that was better than that game, and that was the Class B championship. Best starts with B. That's right, Class B. Um, and you know, Braves Nation. Oh right? no, I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> I didn't I didn't speak on it until the end of regulation play. I I started to. Do you know where I'm going? Yeah, did you dog I, I, me for losing I, I, a four-goal lead with six No, I left? didn't dog you. I was saying you're going to get an aneurysm. Because <laughs> I said Ronnie's going to get an aneurysm because of that, No, because of Choate's goal that they counted at the end, which was clearly Stevie Wonder could see that that was not a goal. But it stood. I, I just And I asked Lexi, I interviewed her at the boys' game, uh-huh. and I asked her about the temperature of what was going on with you over there. Is he going to get an aneurysm? And she said, you were going between red and orange, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and that kind of thing. But, uh, no, I just kept saying, oh, no, is this going to happen again? Are they going to give up a lead and end up going into overtime and losing it in overtime? I And I didn't – it's like when you're – when a no-hitter is happening, you're not supposed to talk about it. Right. You're not supposed to talk about fight club. So I didn't want to throw the jinx on you guys, put the malaki on you, and talk about giving up. And You had a four-goal lead with about, what, five, six minutes left to go, and I'm like, no, no, no. Coikendale, silent, 99% of the game, finds her way to score in the last two goals yep. to tie it up and to send it into overtime. Ronnie, I was just like, no. Not again. But once we got to the tie and we went into overtime, I did talk about it. I did say, folks, if this happens again, it'll be the third time, <laughs> and we're going to need to be talked off the ledge. Right. No question about it. But go there, ahead. There, there's a, I'll tell you the difference. Okay? We, we've been through – you know, we lost to Pittsburgh, right? I lost a big lead to Pittsburgh. We lost in overtime. Yeah. A couple overtime there. Yep. Rush Henry had the same thing. 
you know, I lost. These were early in the season. I lost a, a big lead to Rush Henrietta late in the game. They came back. We lost to them in overtime. Gur, right? by the way. So in each, you know, and when we went into overtime with Pittsburgh and Rush Henrietta, right? Um, you know, my speech to the kids was very, you know, positive. You know, very intense. Mm-hmm. Let's go out there. We gotta put. You know, we gotta do. You know, win this. Win this. Right. Rah rah rah. Right. Not this time. Okay. I called the girls in. Right. They all had a look on their face like I had three heads. Okay. I thought, I, you know, I think you did at the time. <laughs> right. And I just said to them, hey, girls, first of all, smile. Okay. We're going to get through this. This is going to be fine. We've been <laughs> here before. Nothing to worry about. We're going to get the ball. We're going to score the goal and we're going to win the game. You guys have nothing to worry about. So smile right now. Relax. We got a couple minutes before we start. Just. No worries. No big deal. Let's go out and get cool. the ball and do it. So it was completely different than the first, you know, those first two times in overtime. And, you know, then we get the ball in overtime and I call a timeout and um, I bring him in. I'm like, again, just smile. We got this. I set up a play right off the bat. They run the play and M. O'Neill hits the goalie in the foot. Yes. Right. And, that, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. Right. So we lose the ball and. And and Spencer Port goes down, and, and they have their opportunity. And let me tell you, you know, uh, Olivia Wall was wide open in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, if she would have caught the ball, okay, she that that game was over, right? If she would have caught the ball in the middle, that game was over. Y- yes. Unfortunately, the pass was a little behind her, and she didn't catch the ball. I may have alluded to that as well. And <coughs> you know, we came up with the ball. Meg Ellis came up with it. Got the ball to Emma O'Neill. And Emma O'Neill was, you know, outran the, the pack by 20 yards, 30 yards. She yep. was gone, yep. right? And she's a fast kid. And she Fleet was really foot. fast, yeah. right, when she got that ball. Meg Ellis made a great pass up to her. She got it. And we have practiced this same play over and over for hours at a time. Lexi told me that, too. Hours. During the interview. For two to three weeks prior to this game, we, we, we ran this play every single day for over an hour. Right, and the, where the kids were like, "Come on, are we going to do something different?" Nope. Eventually, you're, this play—you know—you're going to need to know this play. Yeah. And they ran it to a T. It was textbook. Textbook couldn't. I mean, you couldn't have. You know, the story couldn't been, been any better. I'm going to tell you. As soon as I saw Lexi get the ball, I knew that was it. A- oh. As soon as she got the ball, I was basically standing up celebrating. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, my my wife. You know, my wife kind of said that, uh, you know, she was worried and nothing to worry about. Soon as the big rig got it. uh, And and by the way, let me sidebar real quick. Her mother at Pittsburgh asks me, where did you come up with big rig for Lexi? I said, look at her. She's the big rig, bro. (laughs) She drives wherever she wants to go. She'll fight through two, three, however many you got. She'll go through the Malachi Crunch, and she loves that shot. And uh, she used it. Yeah. To uh, knock down the overtime winner. She did. And, and let me tell you, you know, and Emma O'Neill, I, I pulled Emma aside the other day and because um, I pulled the kids aside and, and talked to them about the little things that, that we could have done different in that game, right? And I said, Emma, I said, you know, that pass was about an inch from being picked off. Mm-hmm. And she, looked at me, she goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, because the defender from Spencerport, you know, went for the ball. Yeah. Right. And and it's a gamble at that point, right? You I live mean, or die. You, and and she she gambled and she went for it and and missed it. And Lexi, you know, caught the ball and went in and, and jammed it home. And and uh, what a huge moment for Canandaigua Braves girls across that was. One hundred percent. That's you, that's Canandaigua's second of three, second out of three years, <clears throat> seventeen and nineteen. Excuse me. 
And uh, I, it, you're right, it was huge. I don't. What, I don't know if I picked a player of the game out of that game. If if I I don't think I did. I don't think I. I think I gave that to everybody. Right. Because that was just a. But like I said, what a what a nightmare going down in and seeing one goal, yeah, two goals, three goals. Go, I mean, I'm like, oh my god, it. how many times have we been here? And I'd start to mention it, and then I do want to say, I bet just to walk it back a little bit and make it about me for a second, which I very rarely do, Ronnie. <laughs> I behaved myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't go on any tangents. I didn't go on any rants. Um, when they counted that goal, I just said, folks, in my opinion, there's no way that was a goal. And I stand by that. Yeah. And I'm that, that was not a goal. And uh, I behaved myself, right. just so you know. So well, I'm proud of you for doing that. I represented. <laughs> I got to be honest. I, my hat came off. I was livid. Oh, I used I, to, <laughs> I used the word pissed. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know what, fans? That's on the okay list. Ronnie is pissed. Oh, I was. But v- you had a legitimate gripe. I think you had a, a, several gripes, and I used the word adversity several times. But I behaved myself. I didn't go off on any. Any rants, no tangents, but I did make it clear what I thought, but then we just moved on because I wanted to send that positive vibe down to you, you guys on the field because you, now I, I, again, I talked to Lexi at the game, the boys game at Victor that they lost by the way, by one, what a heartbreaker. And she had said that you basically were a great leader in that instance because the more you freak out, the more they freak out. You know, so you didn't pass that on down to them. And by the way, you know how we talk about, we had said before, one of the cliches, when you're a good coach and they buy in, they'll run through a brick wall for you. Mm-hmm. Lexi said you would do that for them. I just wanted right. to throw that I, out there. I would. So, not to rub your rhubarb, I'm no. just saying, which is a line from Batman. Um, I just wanted yeah. to share that with you and let you know. Yeah, so, you know, after that happened, right, um, I was upset, you know. and um, Rightfully so. And. You know, Sue Ellis came up to me. She goes, Coach, calm down. Your team needs you. So I went, you know, to the team, and and I was pissed to them. And I just – I let loose to them how upset I was, how pissed off I was. I said, you know, but this is just fuel for us. Mm-hmm. And for 19 minutes, I thought what I said to them at halftime reflected, you know, the next 19 minutes because they went out and they kicked some butt for, for 19 minutes. Now, the last six minutes, we let down. Um, we could, you know, we had some mental breakdowns yeah. that we could have done a little better. But Spencer Port, you know, they're a good team. You can't you take know? anything away from what they, Spencer Port did. Uh, uh, and again, Clancy Rude clamped Coikendale down, but she was there when they really. She also, Coikendale, I kept saying, while she hasn't contributed to the offense at all, she's kicking Abby's butt at the draw. Yeah, she did. So she did. The senior. Showed the way for the freshman, no question about that. And uh, so she was still contributing. But then again, just to walk it back, you can't throw Spencer Porter under the bus and say it's just because Canandaigua fell apart. She was there. Yeah. They were there when they needed to be. You know, um, <coughs> you know, Clancy made one mistake the whole game. One of the mis- less than ten mistakes she's made all season. Yeah. And, um, and that was, but. You know, she saw that that Cho was going down the side. You know, Clancy left Coikinell to go help yeah. slide yep. when there's 15 seconds left, and Cho made a great great play by getting the ball to Coikinell after after Clancy left her. So, I can see Clancy's point. She was like, you know, she was going. I, I was going to stop yeah. her, and uh, and Cho just made a great play. But that's another to walk it back to what we said earlier. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. Right. She made the play, 
and she got hurt for it. Yeah. But what would happen if she didn't make the play? You know, you got to make the play, and that's what a leader does, though. A leader makes a decision and then goes and then lives or dies by it, yep. you know? And she so, knew it. She knew it. She was yeah. like, you know, I, this is why I did it. She said why she did it, which was great. So um, I, I thought it was a great game. Um, I'm I'm really excited about my kids, how they, you know, they, they could have fell apart. They, you know, they fell apart for six minutes, but they could have packed it in, right? Yeah. They didn't. They, no. they, they came out and um, and they played lacrosse. And as a coach, you cannot ask for anything more um, of your team. And, you know, when there's diversity and there's, you know, you're facing an uphill. Spenceport had the momentum. They had everything going for them to win that game. They had the ball, right? We yeah. had the ball first. We oh, lost yeah. it. They had the ball. They had the momentum. They had a girl wide open um, on the crease. And... You know, we managed to fight through that. You transitioned and, yeah. and then knocked it down. And the word is adversity, not diversity. Diverse, adverse. <laughs> <laughs> so you play Eastport South Manor. We do. On we, Friday. We you do. play them at 1 o'clock. They are 16-2. and two. Yeah. And what, what's my other note here? All their losses were to Darien out of Connecticut and mm-hmm. Mount Sinai. So they, they've only lost a couple. You may, I don't know. I, I think you know a little bit about them. So you know what kind of game plan. What can you tell us without giving too much away? What can you tell us about uh, going into Friday? Well, for one, they got the number one player in the country, number one 2019 player going to Notre Dame, um, Casey Choma. Okay. So um, we're going to have to game plan for her. And, okay. But but the other kids on offense, you know, they got they got a good little team there. So um but I think that if we go in with a game plan to um to ho- try to hold Choma as you know as best we can in check, I think that'll give us the best opportunity to be successful that day. You you've got to force them to play next man, no question about that. Yeah. The only problem is do they have the kind of depth that they can handle that? If you take her out of it, do they have somebody else that can step up into into that role, yeah. They, they, I don't think they. I think they got a few different kids that that are good lacrosse players. Um, but you know, a lot, a lot of people since the weekend have said, you know, you're going to have your hands full, right? Saying to me, you know, hands full with with Eastport, and so are they. The, you know, they're going to have. Yeah, their let's hands, look. At, let's look have, at it that way. Well, here's some numbers for you. They're outscoring opponents, uh, one seventy nine to eighty, mm-hmm. and they average nine point nine. Per game, and they only yield four point five. So one of the better offenses against obviously a very good defense. They got a great little goalie in there, um, so she's a she's definitely a big part of holding teams to four goals. Um, You've just got to get shots. You've got to make it a numbers game. You gotta, you gotta. Uh, uh, I don't know. Or you do you take the air out of the ball when you have it? I mean, do you do, do you play the possession game if you're winning at the draw? Now, if if we're gonna if we're gonna win, we're gonna win the right way. We're gonna go. We're gonna run with them, and and you know, and 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 again, not to rub the rhubarb, but that is one thing I like about what you do. You do it the right way, and I will be talking about that when we get to the top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you know, win or, win or lose on Friday, you know, we're hoping for the win and be successful, and then winner of you know, it's probably going to be FM in the championship. But yeah, um, I, I'm really. Really, really proud of our girls. I'm really, really happy with the opportunity that they have to go to state, especially the seniors. You know, yep, um, it's huge for them. They they've been here before, but they were sophomores when that happened. When um, when Canada went before and and 2017, I, just, I think it's just a great opportunity for them. And I'm just so proud of them. They they have been through a lot, and you know they to to come out now. They're in the top four teams in New York State right now. 
it, final four. The final four is now. Now, if I can use this opportunity, I don't want this to be a commercial, but I have been there. Chosen Spot Radio has been there. I think for every game but one. Yeah, I didn't make the Scanny Atlas game. I just was feeling like crap the first game of the season. I believe Chosen Spot Radio has been at every other game, and I want to be at this game. But to make that happen, there's a, a fee to broadcast. Yeah. There's a $250 fee to broadcast. So if we get that covered and we get some time, you know, and travel and a little bit of food covered as well, I'll be there to broadcast that game. Now, you go to my Facebook page, Ronnie. I've got a GoFundMe going okay. to try and cover that. So, again, thanks for letting me use that. But it's not just a commercial so Chosen Spot Radio can make scratch. Sure. I want to be able to continue to provide the service for the Canandaigua community and for the people who are interested, the service of being there to broadcast that game. Yeah. So, so you know, a good – maybe we can get Joe um, Kataya from Fairport Hots. You know, he's been sponsoring – um, you know the top five at five, Joe. You've if been you're li- challenged, Joe. Joe. If you're listening out there, maybe you can make a little um, donation to the Chosen Spot Radio Fund for uh, to get the the games um, broadcasted live. The game broadcasted live this Friday, this weekend. So, um, Joe, we're counting on you um, to to uh, to make this happen. Joe's the owner of Fairport Hots. Fairport Hots, and they Fairport. sponsor your thing. Well, here's the thing. I went with Canadagua. When I went with Canandaigua in 2017, I did Canandaigua, Palmac, and Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So if I'm there and your boosters, your teams, your parents, your individuals, your community members, your businesses, whatever, they want to get together and cover the fees and put a little something in my pocket for the time and the travel, I'll be more than glad to do it. You can find me on Facebook. Yeah. You can. I'm not hard to find. I, I, I assume Gina Savage <laughs> is handling that that um, yeah. donation for, yes, she, for she Paul is. Mack. And yep. uh, Sean Lucy, if you're listening out there, Sean's the president of PCLI. I've Sean, discussed it with him in the um, past. If you can uh, you know, work on some of the the sponsors in Pittsburgh, um, that would be great. to get. Scotty Wilson did that before a couple of years ago, and what he did is he got like 10 bucks from each from, parent. From each parent. And uh, I don't know. Were you involved in that? I, I don't think you oh were involved at that time. You were when uh, when you when you had the restaurant going. Yeah. You did sponsor us. Yeah, uh, a couple broadcasts. Which thank you very much. I appreciate that. But not to, not to take up too much time here today. Right. Just it's there if you want it. And there is no semifinal coverage. There's no coverage Zero. anywhere on Friday. So yeah. So we need it. We're gonna we're gonna make a push to get it. And um, uh, you know, I, I I know that in Canada we're gonna have it. So I'll I'll push. I'd like Pittsburgh to have it too. Um, and I know Gina will do a great job of getting the, the sponsors. Well, like I, like I said, you know what it's going to take to make it happen. I, I two fifty to cover the broadcast rights, and then uh, you know I I, I want to get a little something out of yeah, it. You no, know, listen. I mean it's a, obviously a labor of love, but uh, you know, Spazman's got to eat. You got to you know? eat, and you, you got to eat well too. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, all right, so. You know, looking at the time, it looks like we're ready to go into the top five. The top five in section and my, five. Mine, obviously, like I said, is Fairport Hots, top five, at, you yep. know, top five in section five. And um, this may take me a little bit because I got to, I'm going to have to explain to you my number one. Okay. Okay. It's all I'll, good. But I'll, I'll go first this week. Okay. Okay. So. Well, it's your show. Go um, ahead. <laughs> I'm just Ed McMahon over here. Number five, I'm going with, uh, with Meg Ellis. Um, nice on, on defender titanium on, tough yep. brother i love um, that kid she is uh a rock for me back there like i said she she came up with that ball in in overtime and, and made a great pass to m o'neill and she's just been rock solid for me so without question um she's my number five player this week it uh, goes to meg ellis 
Um, number four, um, I got to go with Emma Arnold, um, MVP of the Pelmac game. Um, <laughs> she um, she was the MVP of that. She she ran the the up and down the field for them, and um, I thought she did a real nice job for them. In right place, right time. I broadcast that game, mm-hmm. and 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 I saw the whole thing. And uh, yeah, right place, Emma's- right time. Emma's going to Ohio State. It's going to be a great place for her. They're still looking for a coach, but I think with, you know they're going to find one soon. But uh, Emma Arnold is my number four. Are you so, available? Yeah. <laughs> no. I think I'd love to move to Columbus, right? <laughs> um, number three, got to go with the Sampone twins, um, Ashley okay. and Taylor Sampone. If you would have watched the um, the game against Rush Henrietta, um, those kids controlled the midfield. They they controlled a- everything about the defensive end to the off- offensive end and everything in between. You have to control it between the thirties. If you don't, anything anything else you do isn't going to work. Right. The the one play in particular I was laughing with Taylor Sampone about is that she made she had a collision with Raya Davis right in that game. Both of them were going for the ball and they both collided. Right, and they both went to the ground. Taylor jumped up. Raya gets up. Um, but Rhea looked like she got hit by a truck, you know. So, you know, and Taylor's a little smaller than Rhea. Um, but both of them, what a great hustle play! But I, I, I just think that you know the the athleticism and the strength and muscle and this in the lacrosse IQ behind the Sampone twins were a huge reason why Pittsburgh, you know, won that game against Russian Rhea. Excellent. Um, number two, I'm going with Emma O'Neill, Canada Agwell. Okay, um, did, I missed somebody. I, I've got Ellis and the Sampones. Who did I miss? Emma Arnold, number four. Oh, that's right, Emma yeah. Arnold, yeah. Um, Emma O'Neill um, gets my number two pick this week. Um, she has just been nothing but solid. For her to get that ball and outrun the pack like she did and make that textbook play exactly how we designed it with no hesitation of how it was to be done. Pure confidence. Speaks wonders of this kid. Absolutely. You know, she's she's going to St. Joe's and and you know, this this past week, you know, with the Section Five Championship and, you know, the win over Frontier, she is just rock solid. So I'm super proud of her and she gets my number two player of the week. Nice. Okay, number one. Um I've been getting a lot of flack from my kid, right? Um, and I've, you know, McKenna Davis for Pittsburgh because she's had some really good games, right, in the mm-hmm. past few weeks. And she's like, you know, you know, kidding me, you know, joking with me. But, you know, um, and I'm just like, McKenna, until, you know, I told her, when you start inside rolling, right, I'll I'll consider you for. You, you for, have mentioned that previous. <laughs> right. Yes, you have said that before. Um, but she, um, <laughs> I, I got to go through a quick, you know, 30-second timeline with her, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, against Rush Henrietta, um, Pittsburgh had scored two goals already, right? So I think it was 2-2 or 3-2 Rush Henrietta. She scores a goal, the third goal of Pittsburgh um, of the day, right? Then she assists on another goal. Then she is getting double teamed, runs the double away. It was Mischewski and Maddie George Chase, or I'm sorry, um, Rachel, not Rachel Crane, but Amber Daly and Kate Mischewski were double teaming her behind. I wouldn't want them chasing after me. She diced through them, ran out to the corner, turned, throws the ball over her shoulder to Kira Lucy, who comes around and scores um, the fourth goal of the game, right? And again, then she assisted to, to Taylor Sampone, for the fifth goal, and then she score McKenna scores on a one-on-one, the sixth goal. So right now she's a part of 
four goals, the the, the four goals right in a row. Right, okay. she's a direct directly responsible for it. Going to overtime, she gets the ball. She zips one over the crossbar. Right, she could have won the game right there. Right, I was like, oh boy, you know here this crossbar made a lot of saves this weekend. Yeah. Um. So going into the fourth overtime, she is on the draw circle. The one draw that Mascheski doesn't win to herself. Casey Mooney gets the ball on the ground. McKenna goes and gets the ball, pops the ball up in the air, reaches up with one hand over the back of Rachel Crane and grabs it out of Rachel's. Basically, Rachel was just about to get the ball, and McKenna reached up over her back, over her head, and snagged it with one hand. Came down with it, turned, made a few steps, throws the ball to Ellie Mooney. Ellie Mooney gets the ball, you know, goes in, scores the overtime winner. So the last five goals that Pittsburgh had, McKenna had a direct, you know, was directly involved with all five. Okay. So so for two to seven, she was involved in the last five. Then against um, Lancaster, I think she she put up six goals. She had a natural hat trick. She put up six on them and one assist. So she's my number one player, and I'm not, you know, I hate to say I'm not being biased because she's my kid. Two things, your podcast (laughs) and who cares? You don't have to disclaim, man. She she really earned it. She really deserved it. She earned it. She went out there and um and I thought she was a big part of that, you know, of Pittsburgh in the last two games that that's been carrying her and she's been playing really good lately. So I'm really proud of her and she definitely deserves a number my number one, my Fairport Hots top player of the week number one, McKenna Davis. Right on. Nice job. I'm going off the book uh, uh, again out of the box. I'm blowing the box up. You told me no rules. I can do whatever I want. Yep. Mine is sponsored by FLX Software, okay? okay? And I am going to give the top five things I saw this Saturday when I went out to Williamsville North. Yep. Okay, for the regionals. I broadcast the Palmac game and the Canandaigua game on Chosen Spot Radio. The first one, I got to give a shout-out to Section 6. They've won one time in 68 games. 67-1, to Section 5 leads Section 6. That one was in 2008 when Lancaster beat Rush Henrietta. Yep. They beat them 13 to 11. Then they went on to lose to, what was it, Manhasset, I think, or one, one of those. Um, but I don't know. I don't think it was Manhasset. But Section 6, knowing what's going to happen, they still show up, they get off the bus, and they don't give up. Not once I was able to see both fields. Not once did I see any Section 6 team go into what I call the standing fetal position, which is the shoulders right. down and not giving a crap. I didn't see any of that. Section 6 also included in with that is going to be the Williamsville North facility. They have two side-by-side fields. Not once did play from one field encroach onto the other field, so they spaced them out nicely. Luckily for me, I don't know if it was luck or if it was on purpose, but the B and the D games that I broadcast were over by the box, and the A and C teams were over on the other field, which is kind of opposite of what you always see. You always see the A team, the premier team, they always get the better field, right? All right, so Williamsville North and Section 6, they're, the, they're my number five. Okay. Okay, number four, Lakeshore. Lakeshore of Section 6 put the scare into HFL. Now, Coach O'Connell, he might disagree with that. He might say, ah, we had it in hand. During the first half, that was a great back-and-forth type battle. And I think at one time, 
Lakeshore even had the lead. Mm-hmm. Lakeshore even led that thing. So Lakeshore, they have the cornfields, yeah. and they've got they've got some talent. Now the cornfields yeah. are two kids, just so you know, Lonnie yeah. and Shawnee. Yes, not, uh, not, yeah, not not fields they play of in, corn. Yeah, they play in the, the cornfields. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because the first time you hear that, you're like, "What are you talking yeah. about?" <clears throat> and they can they've got ball. They the one of them is a four sport athlete. Yeah, and she is a stud. But Lakeshore. Put the scare. It was a one-goal game. I think it was six to five. HFL at the half, and then as you had mentioned earlier, they came out and you know HFL did their thing and ended up pulling away to win. Big factor. Let me. Sorry to interrupt you. Big factor. No, in that, though is, is Shawnee Cornfield, who was probably by far the best athlete in all of Buffalo. Yeah. Um. This past weekend. Yep. She got two yellow cards and she um was ejected in the first couple minutes of the second half okay see i did not know that i did not know that so number three andre savage and emma arnold Mm -hmm. watching those two play i can't take jamie i can't take walker out of the mix i can't take weaver the goalie out of the mix i can't do that but emma arnold and andre Andre savage were on a completely different level in my opinion Mm -hmm. um andre or emma arnold as you said back and forth up and down leadership everything Andre Savage knocked down six goals, had a boatload of almost, I think she went six and five. I think she had an 11-point game. I could be wrong. Don't tell my wife I said that but because I tell her I'm never wrong. But Andre Savage and Emma Arnold were just on a completely different level. And, this, and, and that leads me into my number two thing that I saw, the domination of Canandaigua at the draw. Ten to one, I had it. I think you can correct me. I think... Frontier might have got a second one when you had the twos in. Mm-hmm. But up against Arnold, or no, up against, sorry, uh, Herod, Clancy Rude, and Emma O'Neill, they got one. Yep. Ten to one. And Emma O'Neill and Clancy Rude were so good at getting the draw, whether it was in the air, whether it was off the carpet, whether it was on the ground. I just can't forget seeing Emma O'Neill, Emma O'Neill coming from the wing, shaking who was defending her, and just picking the ball up right out of the right out of the air and just taking right just off. Going, yeah. yeah. So that's my number two. And number one, again, not to rub thy rhubarb, <laughs> you get it. Okay, you get it. It seems that with everybody else, it seems like the number to get to is 19. You don't want to get to 20. You call the dogs off. EJ didn't call the dogs off for Pelmac until about four or five minutes to go. You basically, in my estimation, called them off early, like in the second half. To start the second half, you started filtering in a two here, you put a two there, and then the wholesale stuff came a little bit later. But you called the dogs off. Your game could have been 33-3. to three. But you kept it nice and low. You respected Ms. Linsky. You respected Frontier. And uh, like I said, just oh, thank the, you. the class. with and, and also, in that game against um, Spencerport, I, I, I'm like, man, he's going to get thrown out. I, you know, just be careful. And, you know, I really thought I'm, I, I was picking on you. You're yeah. going to have an aneurysm to it. <laughs> you had every right in the world to be upset, and you reined it in and – Based upon what I've heard from Lexi and a couple other people, you didn't do that. You transposed what you were going through into motivating the girls to executing what they had to do on the field. Ronnie Davis on <laughs> Saturday gets my number one. Well, thanks, and it, it's been a lot of fun. You know, um, you know, we're going into this weekend. Our season is ending this weekend, regardless when one, one right. way or the other. Um, and you know, all you know, there's a lot of Section Five teams that that aren't 
going to state. So it's a really special opportunity. Only four for for, for the four of us to go and um, and have some fun with this. And I, I'm really proud of our girls, um, especially in Canandaigua, that are, that are going to go represent. And yeah, um, you know, like. I said earlier in in the year, I said to the team, "Hey, you know, I'm coaching for for this year. You know, let's not worry about next year. Let's not worry." And, um, you know, I would love to come back to Canandaigua, and um, hopefully they'll have me back. But, um, this weekend, you know, I was going to say, gonna don't don't look weekend. past this weekend, yeah, no, no, man. Let, the, let's the, let's focus on the, Cortland this weekend and get is, that over. It's a beautiful ride. I don't know how you go. I don't know how your bus is getting there. When I go down, I go through Auburn. I go down yeah. along the lake. It's a beautiful ride down. It's a beautiful facility. Other than the fact that you have to park a half a mile away right. from the stadium, but uh, other than that, it's a beautiful time. They have great food, and hopefully, you know, we can get uh, we can get me down there to to yeah. you know uh, again not to throw the commercial, but just. I got your back. Let's let's right, keep I got pushing your back, for that. Ride let's or keep, die. Let's keep pushing the different towns to do that, and uh, and we'll see how we make out. And we're, but regardless, we're going to be back here next Monday, right, to talk about. And we'll have plenty to everything. talk about. We'll a lot to talk about with the with the state semis and hopefully the finals. And uh, best of luck to all the Section Five teams going this weekend, all the coaches and players, and uh, it's going to be a fun ride. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So. And remember, you can watch this on demand. At the on our YouTube, Rock Stars Girls Lax. Check it out. You can also listen on Spreaker, and there you have it. All right. Well, thank everyone for listening this week. Sorry we got started a little late. Um, oh, hey, can I shout out Keith Finger Lakes Handyman Services? Yeah, I, yeah, get it out sorry, there. Sorry, Keith is probably like, hey, Craig, you didn't mention it. Keith Finger Lakes Handyman Services, a buddy of mine out of Canandaigua. He loves to support Canandaigua sports, and you can get a hold of him at, uh, hold on a second, 585. Man, I'm blind. 880-4753 or Keith's handy or uh, Keith's handyman services fingerlakeshandyman.com Finger yeah so thanks for letting me throw that out no problem thank everyone again for <laughs> listening we'll see you all next week on Rockstars Girls Lax and uh, yeah. see ya see ya go section 5 Rockstars Rockstars Girls Lacrosse Rockstars Girls Lacrosse. The Rockstars Girls Lacrosse Show. With hosts Ronnie Davis and Craig Spazman Simmons.